May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So a funny thing happened on the internet yesterday. And when you hear me say that, you might think, well, that's kind of an obvious and silly thing to say because funny and weird things happen on the internet and on Facebook all the time. Mm -hmm. You might also be sitting there and I can hear Elsie's voice in my head going, well, Deacon, I'm not sure if I would have started my Easter Sunday sermon talking about the internet. And if you thought those things, I would say you are right on the first count that silly things do happen on the internet all the time. And I hope by the time we get to the end of the sermon, I have proved you wrong on the second count. So around seven yesterday morning, I woke up. I was feeling that good sort of tired that happens on the Saturday of Holy Week with the marathon of services building up to the service that we have this morning. And in the midst of all of this, I did what I usually do, which is I pulled out my cell phone and got on Facebook to see what was going on in the world. And as I kind of scrolled with my thumb through, I started seeing my friends on Facebook posting something like, April is having her baby for real this time. Now, I hadn't had my cup of coffee yet, and I really had no idea what this meant. And I sat there trying to think, do I even know someone named April that is supposed to be having a baby? Now, we fast forward a little bit. After I had my cup of coffee and I go back on Facebook, finally one of my friends has posted a link to a live video that was being streamed on the internet from a town in rural New York State. And what it showed was like a stall and a barn and there was a giraffe and that giraffe's name was April and that giraffe was about to have a baby. So I sipped on my coffee and Googled a little bit to learn more about April the giraffe and discovered that she had been quite an internet sensation and had been so for a few weeks. Everybody had been expecting the giraffe to have her baby a few weeks ago. And at the peak, in a single day, five million people would come and click on this video feed waiting for April to have her baby. And then when the time came and no baby came, folks got frustrated. And they stopped looking at the video feed. And as people normally like to do on the internet, they started making comments like, I'm not even sure if April is pregnant. This is just a trick. But now, a few weeks too late by the internet standards, on Holy Saturday, April was having her baby for real this time. So I have to admit, I did watch the feed for a few minutes. And you know, in the corner of those videos, when it's a live video on Facebook, it tells you how many people are watching it along with you. And at 7.30 in the morning, I look down to see that over 500,000 people are watching 
April have her baby. And as it went on, and as the baby would come into the world, apparently up to over a million people watched this feed of this giraffe have a baby. And then they watched the baby, you know, on the ground, and the mama giraffe cleans it up, and within an hour, the baby is standing up and walking around and doing what giraffe babies do. And millions of people watched it. And I think they watched it because they wanted to see the miracle of new life coming into the world, live, in color. They wanted to watch this baby, and they wanted to have, at least for a few moments, a sense of joy. That there on Facebook, in the midst of all of these other things, people posting about all of this bad news, Here was this joyful thing of a baby being born. The story of April the giraffe is very typical of us, right? When it didn't happen the way we wanted it to happen, some of us got frustrated and tuned out and stopped watching. But on that Saturday morning, the folks that did happen to see it, they got a little piece of good news. Now, 2,000 years ago, there was not a camera in the corner of the empty tomb. We have no idea of what happened when Jesus was resurrected, and none of the four Gospels actually try to describe that moment of breath coming back into Jesus' body, or how the burial cloths were removed, or how the stone was rolled away. And even the angels who were there give no explanation for how the resurrection happened. Instead, the story of the resurrection begins with a story of how the disciples were so convinced that a body would be in that tomb, that Jesus was dead, that in spite of everything they had seen and heard from Jesus, Mary sets out before sunrise, expecting to find a body and to finish the burial rites. The disciples are so sure that Jesus' body would be there, they don't even go with her. All of Jesus' followers on that first Easter believed that the world's story of violence and death had won. And so we get the scene of Mary going to the tomb and she sees the stone rolled away, but she can't bring herself to go inside, expecting that either the body would be gone or would be abused. And she turns and she runs back and she finds Simon Peter and the other disciple that we usually say is named John. And she says to them, somebody has taken his body, still believing that the body of Jesus lay dead somewhere. And then we get this great scene of Peter and John racing to the tomb. And John, being younger, perhaps outruns Peter and gets there first. And he goes a little bit farther than Mary does. He manages to peek his head inside and sees not a body, but he sees the linen cloths that Jesus had been wrapped in. And then I imagine Peter shows up in a very Peter fashion and just runs straight in and then stands and looks. And there is no body. There is only linens, and the cloth that had covered Jesus' face 
was folded and laid separately. Now John tells us, the Gospel of John tells us that John, the younger one, believes and that Peter does not and everybody agrees that neither one of them understand what has just happened. And so they turn and they go back home. And that leaves Mary Magdalene, who started this journey first that morning, standing outside the tomb weeping. Weeping for Jesus, her Lord, who had died. Weeping for her friend, just as Jesus weeped for his friend Lazarus. And in that moment of grief, in that moment of love, she is able to see something the disciples missed. Because when she looks into the tomb, she sees not just the linen cloths, but she sees angels. And the angels challenge her tears and they ask her, why is she weeping? Her Lord is not there. And Mary, I think, in a very head-spinning moment, is left trying to figure out what is going to happen and turns and sees someone she assumes is a gardener and accuses him. If you took the body, tell me where you put it. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, Jesus says her name. And when Jesus says Mary's name, she all of a sudden understands what is happening. She calls him teacher and wants to hold on to him because in that moment when everybody was looking for death, resurrection had happened. And because Mary had allowed a little space for grief and love and had stopped a little bit longer than everyone else, she was given the greatest responsibility She would become the apostle to the apostles. Even though she wants to grab Jesus and stay there in that moment, Jesus looks to her and says, Go. Go to my brothers and tell them that I am risen. Tell them that I will ascend to my father and their father. And in that moment, Mary runs back to the disciples and has the greatest message, something that they couldn't quite see when they first looked. And she says, I have seen the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why millions of people watched a giraffe had a baby is because the world is so filled with bad news that people are so hungry for something that is joyful with stories of violence and shootings and war and poverty. For a moment, they wanted to see life come into the world. The world is hungry for good news. Today, we join with our Christian brothers and sisters around the world. Episcopalians, Catholics, Baptists, Methodists, even the Orthodox. This Sunday, Easter Sunday, is being celebrated at the same time by all Christians. Mm -hmm. Two billion, two billion of us. Mm -hmm. And you maybe came here this morning with doubts. Or you maybe came here this morning convinced that death and violence is the story of the world and nothing can change it. But this morning, 
We are here to hear the words of the angels and to hear the words of Jesus that look at us and say, why are you weeping? Today, Jesus is calling us by name. Today, we hear the words of Mary, the words of the good news. I have seen the Lord. And in those five simple words is the heart of our faith and gospel. With those words, we proclaim that death is no more, that through Jesus we receive forgiveness of our sins and new life, that even though we may feel like all hope is lost, Jesus is risen. Amen. The world is hungry for good news. And how great is the news that we have to share. The world needs to hear that even with our doubts, even when we don't understand, God has brought resurrection to us. So this Easter morning, we stand at the empty tomb, remembering Jesus' death, but also proclaiming his resurrection. We stand here knowing that there may be death and pain and doubt in this world, but there is also birth and joy and new life. Amen. And we are told clearly that we don't get to just stay here in this joyous moment. We are not called to hold on to this celebration for too long and just keep it for ourselves. We are told to go to go and tell a world hungry for joy that true joy has come. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Alleluia.